baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, what's going on? You are listening to Tag's podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex. I'm your host, Steve Rodriguez, and this is episode 154. On this episode, I will be joined by my two co-hosts, Jeremy Ross Lopez and Lincoln. We're going to get into some hot gay sex topics during this pandemic that we are all in and keeping our heads up high. So we will get into that in just a short minute. Um, And then... A little bit later in the episode, I have an interview, a two-parter, so it'll air this week and next with um, a guy that throws the parties, Wicked Gay Parties. You can go to wickedgayparties.com. Brad, uh, who runs these events, they're normally sex parties based in New York, but actually he's expanding and you'll hear in uh, the interview how he's been trying to expand well during COVID-19 he has been producing the online virtual gay sex parties or jack-off parties essentially using Zoom and that's what we were talking about I participated in one of them a couple weeks ago which was a lot of fun and they're going to continue to roll those out so stay tuned for that interview just a couple of announcements we are doing our book club right now every grain of sand by david p wickman i started reading it this weekend you can get it there's links all over the website tagspodcast.com every grain of sand though by david p wickman Soon I will have David on the show to to discuss the book, but I also want to be talking to you all in various different ways, virtual, on our Patreon page, or via, um, we might just do a book club session. So get the book if you can. It's a great time to fill your time. I started reading it and it's a page turner so far. It's a memoir. Well, let me get into uh, my two co-hosts. Let me introduce them. Well, I'm super excited, as always, practicing social distancing from my two co-hosts, but I miss that seeing them in person so much. Jeremy Ross, Jeremy Ross Lopez, how you doing? I'm okay. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Hanging in there. Lincoln, um, not far from me, but in the same city. How are you doing? I'm doing good, but I do miss seeing your guys' faces way too much. I play off of people way too much for this world right now. (laughs) Like, I have to be in front of you to chat and be in front of you to see your energy and feel your energy, but we're getting it done, right? Yeah. We are getting it done. I want to get into some hot gay sex topics, um, but really quick, uh, my Thursday night show, which is going really well, it's a live podcast, Sex with Stevie, has been a lot of fun. And last week, I had Gregory Nelbone, who, for people that go to the Eagle in New York City, you'll know him. He's a bartender at the Eagle. For so many people around the world, know him from his social media. He's kind of one of those Instagram uh, celebrities, right, Jeremy? Yeah. And posts 
really hot pictures on a daily basis. You can follow him at Gregory Nell Bone. So I, I just wanted to ask him on the show and I wanted to share with you guys, we were talking about when we finally go back to some form of normal, normal, normalcy that we used to know. The Eagle, which is a a cruise bar, essentially. That, and I use that word because that's the traditional word that they used in the BDSM culture back in the day, right. cruise bar. But that, you know, you know what I mean, wink, wink. Um, it's kind of gets frisky and sexual in yeah. that bar. And Damn I asked him, yeah, and so I asked him, you know, as we get back into, oh, wow, I'm looking out my window. Sorry, guys, and there's a rainbow. Oh, cute. Yeah. Oh, and we're doing tags podcast. Sorry. <laughs> um, I interrupted myself in my own story. So Gregory had some thoughts about, you know, a lot of it he just doesn't know because he said, what are you going to do? Rest- restrict and tell people that they can't stand, right. you know, more than six feet next to each other. He says, and they're dealing with money that, you know, obviously. And then he said, he had seen a story back in the day from China or somewhere where, you know, when you talk to each other, well, at the bar, people are spitting, not necessarily because they want to, it's just right. we expel spit when we talk. And right. he's he's not sure, but he doesn't imagine that the bar would remain closed for a year. And so I don't know. What do you, both of you guys frequent it. Jeremy works in the leather store at the Eagle and Lincoln, you are a frequent visitor there. What are your thoughts on the places like the Eagle that do exist around the world when we come back. I mean, I'm assuming and hoping that people are a little bit smarter. And I mean, I don't think everyone's going to bounce back to what it was before, but I'm assuming it will be, I mean, I guess similar to normalcy, but I don't think it will be right back to that. And I don't, I, I don't know. I just can't find myself getting into the headspace of it being very sexy, right? at like, the, the outset. It'll be definitely a little strange for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I'm I, at the same time. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's going to be a new normal that people are going to appreciate contact more than ever and not just maybe go in full throttle. The, mm-hmm, right. For me, the fact of the matter is, I have not played at the Eagle for over a year and a half. And I have the best time when I go there. I am up Mm -hmm. on the roof chatting with people. I'm in the DJ booth talking to people. I meet new people. It's While it is a cruise bar, I do think there's a lot of bars out there that can, if it was 40% people playing around and 60% not, Mm -hmm. it's going to really drastically change. Maybe 10% of the people will be a little bit more apt to play around eventually, but I think we're all going to slow down. My yeah. question is places like laboratory or places like paddles where that is the real focus. You know what I mean? Right. No, I agree. I mean, I think that obviously until there's a vaccine for this thing, and when we know that, okay, if you do get this, then you can get the vaccine. It's going to be touchy feely, not touchy feely. Actually, it's going to, we're going to, walk on eggshells a little bit as we kind of go into these bars. But I'm like you, Lincoln, in a lot of ways that in the last several years going to like at least the Eagle, we'll use that example one more time. And because I got to know so many people that work there. So it's like, I don't want them to see me on my knees and so forth. (laughs) And so I'll probably, for me, it's a social place and for a place to really just meet people and talk and and listen to great music and show off, you know, my leather that I'm wearing that night. (laughs) Well, I have two things totally drastically bipolar to say about this. You just mentioned something that reminded me of a story prior to shelter in place or shelter in safe, as I like to call it. um, I went and saw little shop of horrors and we were in the front row of little shop of horrors And let me tell you, those actors spit on us for two and a half hours. Oh, my God. Because just them singing, and it was such a small theater that I could literally feel the droplets on my face. And you're in the front row in a small, small, off-off-Broadway theater. Now, I have not gotten sick. We do this all the time. People talk to each other all the time. And if you're a louder speaker, which I certainly am, you have more stuff flying out of 
you didn't have to agree with me so quickly, Jeremy. No, I'm <laughs> um, but I am. I'm really loud, and I won't shut up. And and there's a lot of stuff coming out of me, and I don't want to get anyone sick. I am 100% face mask right now. Whenever right. I'm not in in the bakery or in the in my home, and I, straight up. My other point. If, so I think things like Broadway theaters, things like back rooms, things like gatherings of I want to go dancing right now more than anything in the world. But how do you go dancing and keep a six foot bubble around you? Right. Yeah. Let alone what's yeah. flying in the air, let alone not no, no shade to any gym or bar. And I think I might have said this before on the show. When was the last time they cleaned their air filters? At least in New York City and some of the bars I've been to in San Francisco, like we we've needed to step up our cleanliness as a culture for a long time in public places. And in I'm my very, opinion, I feel like this has definitely at least opened people's minds to that because I mean I've always I don't know just cleaned my bedding and cleaned my blinds and all of that like on at least a weekly or every other weekly basis. And when I sit at my desk at work, I used to Clorox it every single day. And I think that the fact that people are just doing that now is just, it's good, but it's also still, like you're saying, it's things that should have been done, but I guess things like this have to happen for a reason. Well, it's funny you say that because my friend, one of my best friends in LA was saying that it feels like the world is in a detox that we didn't ask to be on, but we're in. And I'm like you, I try and clean, you know, and I'm cleanly and all that kind of stuff. But I found I've been really cleaning, not because no one's coming in and out of my apartment but i've just gotten into this new i'm finding nooks and crannies all over that i'm let me spot clean that right now and i'm doing laundry like there's no tomorrow i don't know where i'm going (laughs) i'm looking cute for myself here and having a party for one um but yeah so it it will lots of changes will i know happen well Go ahead. The other point, can I just, I'm sorry. The other point that yeah. I just really wanted to make is that the answer to there are two answers to your question, Stephen, of us getting back to the, that kind of behavior sooner than later. One is a vaccine, which is going to be a year away, and the other one is testing. And from my research, what I've seen is that there is a finger prick test where they get your blood from a finger prick, and from that test, they can decide one of three things: Do you have COVID? Have you had COVID? And have you never had COVID? So if you've already had it and you have the antibodies working with you, then you know that you've had it. Not doesn't mean that you can't get it again because we haven't proven that yet, but at least you've had it and gotten through it. If you have it and you have no symptoms at all, but that test comes back positive, you know you're a carrier, but you don't have symptoms. And if you have never had it and it's nowhere in your system, you know that you need to stay away from people or you're immune to it because your natural system won't pick it up and keep it. So that's the way we're going to get back. And I don't know if you guys saw Al Gore last uh, Friday on Bill Maher. Have you seen it? Have you you seen it? Okay. He said something so genius that just made me more angry that he wasn't president like he should have been hanging Chad and all that bullshit. And now we're dealing with not having Hillary. That's a totally different subject. But he said on Bill Maher something brilliant. He said, we need to get every American tested and we also need to preserve our democracy and make sure that everyone votes. So why don't we have testing for COVID at the polling stations and keep everyone six feet apart and have you safely, safely vote and get tested for COVID. You get to, it's not until November. We have plenty of time to plan for it. So I am so on that and excited by that. I can't stand it. I love it. Well, we're on political real quick. Uh, fill, out your, <laughs> fill, out, fill out your census, people. Your census Yay, report. Yes, you yes, absolutely. That's just my little um, PSA there. It will help your communities wherever you live uh, get the the needs that they require. Um, there's a story that was really interesting and caught my interest uh, by Lester Fabian Rethwaite. Um, it's entitled, Gays Are Used to Rebellious Sex. Is Hooking Up in a Pandemic Any Different? I'll post this on Tag's podcast 
Com, but he writes, if you're a young, healthy gay man with insurance, catching the, quote, Rona might feel like a small price to pay to get your rocks off. Um, he goes on to talk about the inconsist- inconsistencies of class, where, for example, if you did have, like he says, insurance, you he, he's been he, he starts off the article writing that he's been hearing stories of guys still flouting their um, social distancing guidelines and still hooking up. And although, and he writes that, you know, it makes him kind of jealous and he's not um, by any means trying to be judgmental, mm-hmm. but he brings in the whole theory of our, our gay sex history has had um, a historical lineage of kind of having rebellious sex when we were told we weren't supposed to in so many ways, shapes and forms. And that he's wondering if, you know, if some, if some gays are just ignoring this and it's going to be a class-based thing because those are going to be like, well, if I get it, I get the virus, but I'll, you know, I can go, you know, my insurance will cover it and I'll just try and get better for, as opposed to others that don't have means to that kind of thing. Um, and I don't know, it just got me thinking about how people are still, you know, are gay sex and our needs for sex are so high, but people are really putting themselves and everyone else at risk. And, and to bring it to end here, to bring it to a friend of mine was talking to me the other day and he was just chit chatting with a guy on Grindr and a guy said, Hey, and he kind of lives on the outskirts of New York, I believe. So they drive out there and, he said this guy was so desperate to want to meet up with him that he said, dude, let me just come to your driveway and suck you off. And, oh, and I said, what did you say? And he said, I said, absolutely not. <laughs> so I said, okay, good. Good. But I don't know. Any thoughts on any of what I just said, Jeremy? I mean, I think I, I just, I think everybody is entitled to, their own decisions, I would say out of res- personally out of respect for all of the people that are essential employees and everyone that's helping try and stop the the wave from going up and up i I think that it's just smarter to listen to what people are saying and stay home but i mean i I also understand that people have their own decisions to make for themselves so I think it's a little selfish for people that feel the need. Well, life, life, life threatening decisions yeah. that they're putting not just themselves, but all of us at rip at. You're mm-hmm. so polite, Jeremy. It's so, I, cute. <laughs> <laughs> You're so polite. I, you know what? I might be coming to my wits end in a way with this, everything going on. I'm just becoming a little less of a patient person in general, but I think it's disgusting and I think it's bullshit. And I think that person needs therapy because you should be able to be an adult and not have sex with some. Now I granted I'm in a relationship granted. I'm not single, but even in my most horniest days of being a single person, nobody wants this disease. This is not this virus. This virus is not playing around. I personally have lost four people. four people are dead three from the neighborhood that i don't know that well they just walk their dogs and one who's the guy the biggest madonna remix guy he passed away from covid this is not something someone said this to me like three weeks ago they were like eh we're all gonna get it so i'll just get it and get it over with no 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 you do not know what your system is going to do with this you do not know if the LSD that you took back in the late 80s is going to fuck something up with this. Or if you're a smoker or depending what other medical issues you have as a person. So, no, I do not think I love risky sex. I love bathroom sex. I love sex in a straight man's bed. Like I get that whole erotica of it. And I also lived through the 80s in San Francisco where having sex was literally life or death. And there was a thrill to that. I'm not denying it. My head is not in a bucket pretending that doesn't happen. I have been in the heat of it. Right. This is a month or three. This is not the rest of your life. This is not, you know, come up with something creative, buy some toys online and figure it out. Well, I would go to some, right? Like, come on. I, I also think that like what Steve had brought up last week about what he did. I mean, that 
it, it's very different and it's not, of course, what everybody would love, but doing the cyber thing where you have the dream totally. uh, play and all of that is definitely an intriguing and interesting way to keep it juicy and fun, but also still stay safe and stay home. Totally. Exactly. And you know what? There are a bunch of search words that none of us have tried. Right. So I have to say, I was... Peter and I were looking at porn recently and I went down a straight porn road and it was some of the hottest things I've ever seen. And it was out of my comfort zone, but it was really fun. And it's a new day. Like literally like that. I know. Yeah. I think it's a good time to explore different things, you know, use this time wisely. I was going to talk about this. Um, You know, if you're, we get a lot of people writing into the show that say, can you ask Dr. Goldstein, who's on our show a lot, a proctologist, on the best methods to try and be a bottom. I've never bottomed before. Well, yeah. guess what? This is a really great time it's as we're true. all down to get yourself that uh, butt plug. And they come in all kinds of shapes and sizes and train yourself. Do Think of mm-hmm. this as a training period. Um, I was laughing too because there's a, um, and I'll put it on the site. GoDaddy uh, is a a men's group online, and I have the links on the on tagspodcast.com. And one of the classes they're offering virtually is um, training yourself to, and it's a several week course on how to self suck yourself. Oh Lord! <laughs> I know, and I almost like <laughs> signed up for that. But then I thought, but it's, you know, you got to pay for it and everything. And, and I love in the fine print, they write, you know, there's no guarantee that you will be able to self-suck yourself. I would love to watch the blooper, the bloopers and outtakes of that for sure. <laughs> well, I was going to be one of these that was going to do it. But I thought, listen, as, as many sessions as you'll need, and it goes over weeks, by the time you hopefully master self-sucking yourself, we will be out of this quarantine and you can go <laughs> suck somebody else's dick and have somebody else suck your own dick. So I don't know. That, um, that being said, I am you know, learning about myself and doing so much yoga and I'm, I've fallen in <laughs> love with all these YouTube guys. Like there's all these YouTube sensation who have all these exercise plans and I'm doing a handstand workout on one day. I'm doing the HIIT workout on another day. I'm, you know, having yoga throughout the day. And so I feel like maybe I might be able to self-suck at the end of this, just <laughs> for my own classes. <laughs> we'll see. I will keep you guys posted on that. Um, but during this whole uh, pandemic, uh, somebody else wrote into me and was telling me about um, telehealth, basically, and is the new way that we're going to be checking in with our doctors and it's becoming more and more popular mm-hmm. where if you just need to get a prescription for something or you need to, you know, you're not, you're feeling under the weather, but, and yeah, actually a friend of mine was feeling under the weather and he wasn't sure if he had the virus or not. Well, his doctor had, um, he FaceTimed him oh, and wow. his doctor was able to diagnose him. Fortunately, he did not have it. However, um, he did have an infection, uh, a different kind of infection that the doctor was able to then prescribe the proper medication. And, and then I just took advantage of um, my Truvada, filling it up instead of going into the drugstore. Cause I was like, Ooh, do I really want to go? And this was like last week when they said, this is going to be the week that you should really stay home. I said, do I really need to walk into CVS right now on this week. So there's a, a company, uh, an app that I tried called capsule.com. It's so much fun, right? I use capsule. I love it. Super fun and easy and and cheap and cheap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm still trying to find what I haven't paid for it, but do we pay for it? We do not. <laughs> I'm well, not sure. I get, <clears throat> I get my eye drops through capsule. I haven't gotten anything else through there, but my eye drops are like $87 a prescription and on capsule, they were like 15. So, and I have really good insurance. So yay. Win, win for me. <laughs> I can yeah, see. So, I mean, I think there are ways guys out there, if you want to get your prescriptions, you can still, so many of your doctors out there are doing tele video teleconferencing, you know, even just phone. And but Steven, can I say something? This is yeah. what I talked about last week. 
Do you remember okay. when I said to you, refilling Travada in, uh, prescriptions without the blood test just because of this time that we're in? Correct. Remember when I said that? Yes, So I, I wanted to follow up with you with that because my the last time I got Travada, which I don't take anymore, but I still get it from the from the my prescription just until I need to go back in. I thought I would just keep the pills, and then if I decide to go back on it, I would have them. Um, I just two days ago, I got a text message from my pharmacy and my doctor that said, "We know you need the blood work, but we want you to have your prescription. Pick it up at Rite Aid." I did too, well, but I told them to save it because I can't pick it up. <laughs> well jeremy well on that note jeremy i think you could probably switch it to a different they asked me to transfer it but i'm like i don't need it I'm, what are you doing I'm, with it exactly I'm, why i'm leaving it? it there i'm not having them fill the prescription i don't need the prescription and i'm just putting it on hold for now like everyone else's life yeah i agree I agree. Um, we did have someone though uh, let us know that uh, that works in the medical world that and I'll just quote them, even though this is a listener, mm -hmm. even though we are at this unusual time and 99% of us are social distancing, we still have to look out for our sexual health and take prep if it was prescribed by our medical providers or if it's. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success something we want to get on to. Um, if a person wants to get off of it due to lack of inactivity, they should certainly discuss that with their provider. Mm -hmm. um, and so thank you for that. That's great uh, information. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, I just think there's creative ways and this will kind of procure how we probably see a lot of our medical professionals. Now, obviously, if you need to give blood or have blood taken, you need to go into the office. But um, I think that my doctor, when I used capsule, waived that blood work period and, you know, did exactly what you were saying, Lincoln. And But it did get me thinking on, you know, Dr. Goldstein, a proctologist, we call him the ass doctor. Um, he was going to be on the show uh, this week, but obviously because COVID-19, he's going to come on. We're going to reschedule that. But if he's taking doctor's appointments about our ass, what are you going to do? Like put it, a video, FaceTime your ass, and then he can... No, we'll look, get that. Your ass? <laughs> I mean, I guess it, people have done it in other ways. So, I don't think yeah. my iPhone lens is that clear, but we can work <laughs> on that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um but people, real quick, just people are becoming really creative on the videos that they're uh, sending each other, short little clips of videos. I think you sent a cute drawing, Lincoln, yesterday for Easter of guys, of Easter egg in the middle and all these guys, what were they like? Right, Pissed. peeing on the egg. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, peeing on the egg. egg. I loved it. You know, I have to say this Easter, people are really stuck at home. I got more dirty Easter images in my phone than ever before. And I, I text a lot of people on holidays. Like I text everyone in my family and people that take my class and people that, 
you know, raunchier people and you need to keep them straight because you're going to end up sending a cartoon <laughs> of three men coming on a chocolate egg to your mother for Easter and it's then no one's going to enjoy their Easter. <laughs> well, I, got a, I got one with an Easter, a guy in an Easter bunny outfit, the full costume sitting in a sling getting fisted. Oh, like I got that one too. Oh, okay. oh you he, got that one too? That made the round. Did he get the eggs out of him? Oh, I saw another one with the eggs. With the <laughs> eggs. I was yeah. like, oh my God, what Getting is eggs. happening? And each egg was like perfectly pink. Perfectly yeah. pink. Uh, I did total G-rated uh, texting on Easter, so I don't have any juice like that. Okay, we'll fill got, up your phone, Jeremy, oh, when we're yeah, off this. I'm going to send you a bunch of them. Your eggs are another one. the most raunchy thing I got. <laughs> I got another fun video of a guy who seemingly looks like he's just riding his bike. And then you look and he's, oh, it's, he's in his G-string. His shorts are down. And on the seat of the bike is a huge dildo that each time he rides up and down, he's sitting on the dildo. Oh, and I thought, oh, my God, he's exercising everything there. I mean, okay. don't try this at home, people. Um, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, okay. Well... That's all the time we have today. I want to thank my co-host. Thank you so much. Um, you can follow Jeremy at J Ross Lopez on Instagram. Yes. Correct. Yeah. And you can follow Lincoln at Mad Lincoln, M-A-D Lincoln. And don't forget to follow at Protein Bakery, which is his. I also just want to say really quickly yeah. that Gregory, who we talked about earlier. Gregory. Yes. Uh, ordered protein bakery for a friend of his and then today oh. he ordered a bunch for himself and he also believe it or not uh, did a Facebook thing of, I mean an Instagram thing about it and he is such a Instagram celebrity that that was so generous oh of him God, and it I opened up that. a whole text message with him and I on the phone that we started like two years ago and all of a sudden, we're texting back and forth about, do you want a gift message? How are you? You know, so I'm very grateful oh, that you ordered. love and, Gregory. And, yeah. And um, I also want to just say tomorrow or the next day, I'm working on it, we're launching that idea that I did. So it'll be on my website. It'll be on the Protein Bakery Instagram. If you're signed up for the Protein Bakery newsletter, you'll get it in the newsletter. But if you go on to proteinbakery.com, and you spend 50 bucks to send directly to a hospital or a police station or a fire station. I'm really, um, I have a lot of doctors working right now, so I think we should send them to hospitals. If yeah. you order $50 worth of protein bakery, you get a free cookie bulk box, which is a $49 value or whatever. And then if you order a hundred bucks, they get two bulk boxes. If you order 150, they get three. And we can just send protein bakery to every hospital in America and um, even if you do it before the promotion starts, I still add a box. So people are doing it, and it's really awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm ordering some, too. I will see you this week. Social distancing, of course. And I yep. want to thank you both. I'm up next, my interview with Brad of Wicked Gay Sex Parties. Yay. Before we get into my interview with Brad of WickedGayParties.com, take this week's Tags Podcast Gay Sex Poll. Go to Patreon.com forward slash Talk About Gay Sex. We report on what you guys put in there because oftentimes it's a multiple choice and there's a comment section that I encourage you to fill in exactly what it is you're doing when you select whatever it is you select. So patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex take this week's poll and while you're on there look around it's um our patreon side our subscriber subscriber site where we give you extra special sexy perks and during this covid19 i am offering up some really sexy videos and pictures to get you through the self-quarantine and the ways that i am getting through this that hopefully will transmit to you with lots of love and hard-ons hopefully um join me this thursday and every thursday for my brand new live podcast called sex with stevie that's steve middle initial v sex with stevie it's every thursday night 
on our Facebook page from 10 to 11 Eastern Standard Time, 7 to 8 Pacific Standard Time. It's a live show and a call-in show, so you can call in. The number will be listed on the Facebook page for you to call in. It's an hour show. It's a lot of fun. I have some guests calling in, but I want you to call in to weigh in on the hot topics we're talking about or ask for some sex-solicited advice from me. I will serve it up to you, I promise. It's every Thursday, Sex with Stevie on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash tags podcast. Let's get into my interview with Brad of Wicked Gay Parties. Hey, I am really excited today to be talking to Brad, host of Wicked Gay Parties. I participated in one of his virtual virtual group uh jack-off parties last Friday. I'm scheduled to <laughs> come on this week. Um, Brad, hey, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, thanks for having me on. Oh my god. I'm in the middle of Bumfuck, Kentucky, so I'm, I'm isolated, but and I'm going a little crazy being isolated, but other than that, I'm okay. So um, you're doing these virtual jack-off parties, and before we get into those and my experience, and I, I noticed you had an update on how you're going to be running this week's virtual jack-off party during, during COVID-19. Uh, Wicked Gay Parties has been around for how long? About five years. And in general, it's a, a place where anybody, essentially, it's a website where people can go on, you can sign up for it, put up a, a listing of yourself, and find out about, in, in normal times that we used to know about, uh, about kind of gay sex party, private gay sex parties, orgies that are happening maybe in your neck of the woods? Is that fair to say? Um, well, this whole thing actually came about, it came, it grew out of uh, something called Adventures Group Sex, which was a blog that um, a guy ran, I honestly don't know how long he ran it for, I think it was around for like five or six years, when I started, I went to my first party um, like 14 years ago, and it was already like the place to go where people would go and uh, find out about parties. And basically the guy who um, ran the blog, and there were several, it got passed on to one other guy and another guy, and there was this guy, Adrian, who was running it um, at the time, when the blog was threatened to be shut down by Google, and at the time I was running a social network for one of my parties that I was hosting, and he was somebody who came to my parties. I'm not, he didn't go by Adrian, I'm not exactly sure who it was, and I never really tried to try too much to find out about it, because he obviously didn't want me to know who it was, but it was somebody who'd been to uh, me and my late partners, uh, two of our parties, we had a... Uh, and I still do, I still do, a party called Men's Den for Athletic uh, Jot Types, and then we also have a bear party uh, called Beef. And we hosted them both out of our apartment at the time. Um, so this guy who, I, I, he, he was like, he got this email from Google. I guess everybody who had Blogspot blogs at the time got it because uh, Google bought Blogspot and decided they were going to be all puritanical about it and start shutting down like anything with adult content or making it private. And so um, apparently there was a big backlash, and they went back on that a few weeks later. But for a couple of weeks, this guy was worried that his blog was going to get shut down. And basically what he did was every week he put together a list of parties almost entirely in the New York area. It, all, it started very New York-centric. Um, and so he reached out to me because I had just designed this website, this social network website, and said, hey, do you happen to know, wink, 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 of somebody that might be able to host a website, wink, 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 so I don't have to worry about whether Google will shut me down. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like, well, first of all, the idea of this blog going down was, you know, <laughs> would, would be really bad for anybody that hosts parties because this is where everybody found out about them. So it was your like, whole sex life was based on this. <laughs> what? Your sex life was based on this blog. Yeah. And plus all the, all the hosts of the city, like people who went to parties relied on it, people who hosted parties relied on it. So I thought, okay, well, I'll, why don't I go ahead and use the same platform I, I used to build a social network for my party and I'll, I'll create a party where you can automate, you know, people can post their own parties and you won't have to manually put together a list every week like he had been doing. It would be updated automatically and people could go on the site and see automatically or what, what it was. So that's how it came to be. And it came to be basically as like a community service kind of thing. Um, but it ended up being a really time-intensive and expensive community sort of thing. There's a lot of bugs uh, in it that I had to work out. I, I'm, I'm not a web designer. I was using the platform, basically learning it as I went along. And I ended up having to, you know, spend a lot of money on, on, you know, getting actual experts to fix things and that sort. So it ended up costing me, you know, three, $400 a month to run this site. Um, and I was like, you know, everybody's benefiting 
benefiting from it, you know, I think somebody needs to start helping me out with this. So Absolutely. I started charging $2.99 a month. Um, I actually thought it would be better to charge a dollar. I thought it was really more worth like a dollar ninety nine a month, but the credit card company that, that ran my credit cards, the minimum they would do is two ninety nine. So it started off as just this thing where it was just like going to be two ninety nine a month, and then that Christmas, um, somebody asked me if, and this was just a few months after I uh, started the site, somebody asked me if they um, could do like a, a gift for somebody for a year by an annual subscription, and I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, I can do an annual subscription and charge 12 months. And I was like, actually, that's a great opportunity for me to charge the $1.99 I originally wanted to charge and just make it $23.88 a year. So um, I'll put it up and you can sign up for it and I'll put it, leave it up in case somebody else wants to sign up for it. And a whole bunch of people you, you, <laughs> signed you, up you, for the annual. And I was like, and that, at that point, you know, I've really been struggling with, um, with trying to, you know, hosting parties, especially too, is, it's not a part-time job. It's a full-time job, and I have another full-time job. And exactly. it was something I you know, really wanted to try to transition over to. And, I, and the, the problem was I was very specific about what I wanted my parties to be, and so it wasn't open door. It's a little harder to make money and parties like that enough to support the parties at least. So and I police thought, well, them for, and police them for the things that you want at your party too, correct? I'm sorry, say that again? And kind of have the criteria and uphold the criteria. It's, that's yeah, also that's, challenging. That's the thing. I have very specific criteria. Talk a little bit about your criteria. criteria. Well, see, the thing is, okay, this is kind of a, a little bit of a side thing, but I used to be a musical theater writer, and I used to go to these workshops that Stephen Schwartz, who wrote Wicked and Pippin, uh, did. And one of the things he always said is, write the musical you want to see, and I guarantee you other people will see it as well. And that was my attitude towards parties as well. Um, I was like, go to the party I want to go to, you know, create the party I want to go to, and hopefully other people will want to go to it as well. The parties that I loved when I first started going to parties in New York, there was one up in Harlem called the Men's Party, which, the, ironically, the guy who ran the blog, uh, Adventures in Group Sex, hated that party because it was uh, not a safe sex party, and the guy who wrote the blog was very, very much in promoting safe sex at the time. Um, and, but, you know, there was people who did, you know, safe and weren't. There was a mixture of the two there. But what I loved about it was the mixture of guys. Because when I moved to New York, that was one of the things I really loved about New York was there's so many different kinds of guys there. And I found that most of the other parties were not segregated, per se, but it was mostly all white guys. Or, you know, there are parties that are entirely only for black guys and Latino guys. And, you know, um, the jock parties were almost entirely white and I really love this party in Harlem that was really just all kinds of different kinds of guys, and I really love that about it. So I was in Washington Heights. Um, I've always lived in diverse neighborhoods, and I wanted to have a very diverse party. I also wanted it to be safe because um, at the time, you know, it was, there was no Truvada, there was no prep. And I personally, uh, you know, I, I just thought to myself, what if somebody came to me and said, I got something from your party? What would I say to them? And, and so. I just morally felt like I, it was my responsibility to keep everybody as safe as possible. So I made it a safe sex party to get people up to Washington Heights. My first party was like a, a jock party, athletic jock party. And the reason why I made it that way was to attract people up to Washington Heights. <laughs> right. the time, anybody like, that's, like, anybody that doesn't live in New York City knows that, you know, we think of going uptown or to Brooklyn or wherever. It can be like a passport and it's crazy, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at the time, and this was, uh, I, I guess, uh, 2010, maybe. And, um, and you know, so getting people up to Washington Heights, I knew was going to be a challenge. So I, I wanted to give them a reason to come up. So, you know, one of the reasons was to be, uh, you know, selective. And another reason was to offer free booze. <laughs> so there you I go. Offered, like, free, free, like, uh, vodka punch, which was something I got from uh, the guy who ran the, the Harlem party. I got that idea from him. Uh, like a free vodka punch and some some beer, um, and the thing and the other thing I really wanted to have was a really friendly social vibe because the thing that you you got a lot at the time uh, in these parties that were more selective was a lot of attitude, and I was hosting in my house and I really wanted it to be a place that it, so so I was screening people not just for how they look but for their personality as well because I wanted to have a group of guys that really connected and really like were able to feel comfortable and intimate with each other because I, I wanted to create like, you know, cause it was my house. I wanted it to be small and intimate, maybe 15, 20 guys and something that everybody could sort of, you know, play together as a group. Um, so between these different criteria, between the safe sex, between uh, looking for guys who are into a diverse group of guys who aren't only into one type of guy, 
um, and looking for guys with the right personality. Well, that really, really weeded down my, <laughs> my you know, how, you know, my, uh, I guess, playing field or whatever. You your know, your pooling of, of, of guys, day. yeah. And because of that, there was no way I was going to be able to, you know, make enough money to support them. Um, but on the other hand, I was like, you know, if, if, if I opened it up to other people, I probably wouldn't be happy with the party because it wouldn't be the party that I wanted it to be, you know, kind of thing. Correct. So, um, so this, this site, you know, becoming something that started bringing in money was like a whole, you know, new opportunity for me to, to help support my parties. Um, so basically, you know, that's, it, it, it kind of, you know, ended up becoming, uh, I ended up having, doing the parties less and less. Um, and then this, you know, the, 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 the site, which started off as Group Sex in the City, it was originally called Group Sex in the City. And then it was very New York-centric. And it got to the point where, you know, we had a certain number of subscribers, but we needed to, to have more in order to really support the site and to support the amount of, you know, time, hours, labor hours, and everything to, to put into it. Uh, so I started thinking, well, it's time to start expanding, you know, so I started listing, you know, parties all over the country. Um, plus, I was always getting asked, you know, by people, hey, do you know about a site that lists things in L.A.? Do you know about a site that lists things in Miami? Well, and, and I, I, can, I, I, I can, and I can imagine, so I would imagine um, the transition to putting it online and opening up your parties on a national scale um, well, I was on the site earlier and I noticed, you know, you have all the different states and I noticed like past parties people could put up, say, if they were in town from a different state and they're, I'm at this hotel and they could set up a party. And I would imagine you probably started hearing about people started messaging you probably saying, hey, I, you know, I had this party or I went to a party and I met these guys from Chicago or from Seattle. And, and that's probably the, uh, you offered a service that people really wanted. Is that essentially how it yeah, expanded? I mean, truth be told, it's not actually the way it normally works. Now, have you seen the site before the coronavirus thing started I, happening? Did you see it when all the listings were on there? I have not. No, I'm a latecomer. Sorry. Because okay, normally, normally there's, a, there's a feed on the homepage. And what happens is people who are free members can see that the first uh, well, anybody can go on and see the first 25 parties. If you sign on as a free member, you can see the first 50 parties, the next upcoming 50 parties. And then if you become a VIP, a VIP member, which is, you know, if you get an annual uh, membership, it's only $1.99 a month. Uh, so it's like, you know, way less than a Starbucks, right? Um, but, and then you can go to a parties page, and that has just an ongoing list of literally like over 1,000 parties, you know, and that's counting, you know, uh, reoccurring parties, of course. But, um, but most of these parties are organized parties. They're parties like the New York, Jock Party or uh, GBU, you know, Golden Boys uh, USA, or um, or Nubian Dukes or Private Party. Um, those are the New York, the big New York ones. Or, or in LA, you've got like Den LA. Um, so most of these parties are big. Not not they're not all big, but they're organized, and right. a lot of them are reoccurring. And then you have your you know sort of parties, what they call parties at like the bathhouses, you know, where they have special sure. nights like, for bears or special nights for leather, things of that sort. Um, so that's what you have a listing of. You have a listing of it is still very New York centric. I'd say about um, 30 or 40 percent of the listings are New York and maybe 20 percent are L.A. The thing is, I've been wanting to expand it. And that's one of the things that I think this downtime is hopefully going to allow us to do is as things start gearing back up, it'll give us a chance to hopefully really catch up with what all the parties are in all the different places, because up until now, it's been mostly New York centric. Um, we have, you know, quite a few parties in L.A., we have quite a few parties in Chicago, and quite a few, like, in Fort Lauderdale, Miami area, and some in Atlanta. Um, but, but I really want to get to the point where we cover the entire country, where people can go on the site. If they're a VIP member, they can, they can look it up by location, they can look it up by date, they can say, okay, I'm going to be in Seattle from this day to this day, and they can see what's going on uh, in, in, in Seattle. Now, as far as the parties you're talking about, like people being in hotels and setting up a party on their own, people can absolutely do that, but very few people actually do. Like most of these parties are parties that me and I have a freelancer to help me out. Like you mentioned, the parties that are, have been around organized and continual. And what you were telling me offline is you hope that people really go on there and post their own parties. I, it would be great if people posted their own parties. See, we, we gather information, and the thing I've always wanted the site to be is a place that basically gives people as much information as they can about a party because everybody has different tastes. 
everybody has different things that they like. Some people like really big parties. Some people like really small parties. Some people like, you know, men of color. Some people don't, you know, unfortunately. And, and, and some people like leather and some people, you know what I mean? So the idea is to give people as much, not to tell people what's a good party and what's a bad party. Um, I, I made it sort of like a Yelp site that, so that people could leave reviews to, to sort of make it democratic. And, and you know, if, if there is a party that has a problem, let the people who visit the site sort of do that. As a party host, I don't feel like it's, I, I should step in and do that. I don't feel like, you know, because I'm a party host, I feel like I need to keep it as democratic as possible and not have any opinion about anybody else's parties on, on the site. Um, so I have it so that people can write reviews, but for the most part, we basically just gather information and present it and let people make up their own mind from the information that we give what party might be the most appropriate party for them. Um, unfortunately, not. I, I, I wish more hosts would get involved with their own listing. Well, I think that um, um, here's the thing, and I want to stop you right there. I think with what we're going through, COVID-19 now, and how I found out about you, which I would imagine, and we get a lot of people on our show reaching out to us on DMing and saying, hey, do you know of any virtual sex parties, virtual jack-off parties, and I had found out about you through one of my co-hosts, and then I shared I was, your link. I was wondering where you found out, because this is totally new. We just had our second, the one you attended was only the second one. We had one, like you did, you attended the one this past Friday? Yes. Our first one was five days before that, on the Sunday, which originally was supposed to be Saturday, and I was about to do the party literally 20 minutes before I was going to start the party. The tornado sirens went off. Oh, <laughs> my God. And we had to go get covered. I had to send out an email frantically uh, to everybody canceling the party and, and doing it the following day on Sunday instead. But, yeah, this is totally something that we're – it's completely new. We're just well, trying it. I would never used Zoom before. One of my members actually emailed me and said, hey, have you considered doing a Zoom party? And I looked it up, and I went, that sounds like a great idea. And here we are. Well, that was my guest, Brad of Wicked gayparties.com the second part of the interview comes out next Tuesday when he talks more in depth about these virtual jack off parties that he's been throwing but if you can't wait for that and you want to participate and find out more about him like I said go to wickedgayparties.com you'll find out about his site and how you can participate in one of these parties yourself Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Tags Podcast. Don't forget, join me this Thursday night for another live episode of Sex with Stevie. It's 7 to 8 Pacific Standard Time, 10 to 11 Eastern Standard Time on our Facebook page. It's a live call-in show. Join me, facebook.com forward slash Tags Podcast. Be safe, be well. We will get through this. Keep joining me and... I will see you soon. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER and partnership with MGM Northfield Park.